Okay, good morning. So we, we were uh, finishing up, actually, uh, the love for, me, for Isha, Isha, between husband and wife, I'll probably start today, uh, loving those who study Torah, because we're in the topics of Ahava. So, Michal Ahavas Isha Labayla, who, one of the, the, um, the loves that for a, for a woman to her husband, she is Spala love with Hashem. Uh, for a woman, if you're married, certainly one of the main roles of a Jewish mama is to pray for her children and to pray for her husband. Uh, and, of course, for her husband to pray for his wife. But part of, of marriage is to daven. Uh, you know, we're not doing parents right now. We will get to that. Uh, but certainly the, the, the briskarov is to say that raising children is 50% prayer. And 50%, uh, uh, like, you know, it, being a dogma, being an example, and that's part of your style. And they say, well, maybe it's more than 50% prayer. <laughs> because so much of the things that we do in life uh, are siyata uh, deshmaya. And our success in a million things in this world, uh, we need God's help. And marriage certainly is the most critical relationship you'll ever have in your life. Uh, and the most sensitive uh, you know, you, a person, uh, it's an amazing thing that, uh, that Hashem had to mechazek Avraham and Sarah, they're married for decades, right? And, and Hashem says, Ayah Sarah Ishtacha, uh, where is Sarah your wife? I literally married for decades. What do you worry about Avraham and Sarah? But marriage is something that always needs to be strengthened. Uh, you know, whether a parent child relationship is blood, it's for life. Marriage is up to you always, right? God forbid, people don't take it seriously. Uh, they can see Rabbi Leibowitz. You know what Rabbi Leibowitz does? He, he just get in. You know, you know what happens if you have a get? That's all, folks. I, it, that's all there. And certainly marriage is one of the, is, uh, is as said, you know, the most important relationship. It's the person you'll share Olam Haba with. Uh, and therefore, a woman certainly should be praying for uh, her husband, for his success and the success of their marriage. So why, why does he stress the woman? Because women have, are, are of a more natural ability to pray. Like men need everything fixed, set. Like you receive men at a funeral, a woman at a funeral. Who's, who are the ones crying? Almost always. I mean, there's a generality. It's, if I had to pick any funeral I've been to, any sad funeral, it's at least like 9 out of 10. Ladies to men crying, right? There's going to be the one out of 10 men, usually they're blood relatives or, or, or something like that, but very few men cry at a funeral. And it's a, a sad funeral that you can pass the tissues to the lady, and that's an amazing thing, right? Women are closer to tears, they're closer to expressing their emotions. For, man, for men, you know, <laughs> now that he's Justice Kavanaugh, uh, but, you know, I... I, 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 I he, you know, at his uh, last Thursday, you know, so he, like he got angry, he cried, he, he did all kinds of emotions, right? So they asked Trump. Trump loved what he, you know, Trump loved what he said. I says, "Why you nominated him? He was, he, he stood up for himself." He said, "But the emotion thing, just I don't think men should be emotional. Like, you know, the fact that he cried, like, you know, a real man doesn't cry." Is that you know, what Trump said? I didn't. I didn't hear. He, was, he was he was all praised. He had one thing. One thing that I don't know, but the emotion thing, I don't think men should really be emotionally public. But you know what? If you'd ask any tough guy, any. Men don't cry, right? You know, men, tough men. You go to you go to Alabama, 
in the army, men don't cry. You know, some Israeli macho guy too cried. Oh, me, but that's shalom. You know, now you're only acceptable. If we have a man crying in the army, would they, would they give him a hard time? <laughs> Identity crisis. Right? Uh, it's not actually a good thing. It's, it's, it's healthier to be able to cry, but it's not, so women cry more, they're easier to, they daven harder. So, Akasi Aliba, is a reason, by the way, who do we learn tefillah from? Who the, who the, who the, where's the Gemara in the fifth paragraph of Brachas? Who do we learn tefillah from? Chana, right? Chana is the example of someone who's not obligated in Shon Esrei, like a man is, doesn't have the actual tefillah. She is a dogma of tefillah. Right, it's Chana who we learned the halachas from Any prayer that comes from the depths of a person's heart, a hundred percent has paris. Again, there's no guarantee. The Shem not like you put a coin in and it goes automatic. But every prayer it, it makes it, uh, uh, makes a mark. Every prayer has an effect. Therefore, she should be praying for her marriage. But it certainly applies to all of us. Anybody who's married should be praying. I mean, it's Davar Pasha, Rosh Hashanah, Kippur. You should pray for your spouse and that your marriage should be solid. The person should never take that relationship. If Hashem had to strengthen Avram's relationship, that's one relationship you never, ever want to take for granted. Never, ever, 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 ever. Again, it's the most profound relationship. You don't share Olam Habba with your parents, you'll share with your wife. Your spouse, but it's also a relationship which which is more. Let's uh, 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 say it, it needs more chizuk. Um, also, we should be praying for our children. Who cares more about a person's children than the parents? Right, every parent should be saying should be davening for their children. Uh, every parent, who cares more of them? Gam, um, she says in the brackets of her, if Hashem gives me the time, I want to write a, a, a kuntress for women, and I want to write also prayers for a woman to say for their children and their husband. I believe he has that. I think that's in, in a, there's a book called Aneni. Anyone these books called Aneni? It's like the ladies all have them. So I think it's in there. Ki kavel dana tizayar v'tishamar isha shlagdum al Certainly though, Get praying for him. She should never say, God should judge my husband. They get into a fight. <laughs> that bum, God, take care of him. Right? You know, like they're in the midst of a fight. You know, you know there's certain cultures uh, where I've seen it. These husbands and wives get to fights. Literally, they curse each other. Besides being a, a biblical prohibition. Ha, you know what that does? To curse your husband, you know, curse your wife. This witch... As a, as a, what's the color? What's the word? What's the witch? What's the what's the witch in Hebrew? Machshifa. Machshifa. What is she doing? As a machshifa. Like I can't believe. And then like the next minute they they, they make lavi davi. But you know it. You curse somebody. You know brach. What what's when you go to a, a, a what's a bracha? What's a what's a bracha? Do you think you go to a, a big rabbi, a rabbi, or someone gives someone a bracha? Brachas a tefillah, that's all it is. And it crushes, you're praying for them to have bad things. Right? You don't, you, 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 you get into a fight, you know, you don't say, God, take care of her. You, God should judge you for this. God should judge you for doing this. I know some lady, I, literally, anything, so I think one of God should judge you. 
like to her husband, to her children, to anyone who, who angered her. She thought she was like, I don't know who she thought she was. You know, like, God should judge you. By the way, you get judged when that happens. Just, it's a parenthetic. But I'm telling you, in the, it, 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 a woman should say it to her about her husband. God should judge you. God should judge you for what you did. Or she should cry in anger. He'll be judged. Right? He'll be judged. Serious stuff over her. Um, especially a wife has to, you know, be uh, more forgiving of a husband, more forgiving of her family. Each person uh, uh, has to be very careful about a woman's tears. Because she cries easily, it's 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 more. She's closer to onas tevarim. Lavoparonius uh, alamaane also mitzara, and she'll be angered. Aval gamhi titen elibo. Shimra tavo albaila. If it's bad, it should come at her husband. You know, tell us chelik berosh v'nafsha he chovelas v'cho'am yishmu v'yiru Sounds like it's like a doctor's office, like you know, like the. Uh, okay, so so a person should be about she'im ra'atalo ba'chasham he know tells chelik berosh v'nafsha he chovelas. Right, a person should think if you curse your spouse, who's the biggest loser? You are. You don't want that to happen to a person. Even parents and children, sometimes they get into fights. Mom, I wish you're dead. I've heard this, you know, the mother tells the kid, you're, you, you really going to get, you got your punishment, or you know, you're going to see you'll be a failure in life. You don't, you don't put the toilet seat down. You're, gonna, you're never going to get married. And the mother tells you, know, you, you'll never get a job. You don't brush your teeth. You know, like, uh, you know, like kids, like parents cursing the kids, like, you know, like, you know, or... Mom, you're such a nag, you know, like, that, you know, like, forget every bit of decency and midas and derech right? But you actually can push people and words make a difference. Um, she's waiting for her husband to come from the road, come back. And he didn't come. She, this is before cell phones. Uh, for sure, the Tanaim and Mara would, would not have an iPhone, so you could, no text or, you know, not cell phones text, you know, WhatsApp over here, but, uh, uh, but uh, whatever, there's no mass communications, no phones, no cell phones, uh, no WhatsApp, nothing. Uh, so, uh, so at the end of the day, uh, she didn't know when he was coming back. So she's bothered. Uh, by the way, I get calls sometimes when these husbands don't come. I'm like, do you know where my husband is? I've called him five times. I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. So-and-so. I lost my son six hours ago in Shacharis. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but they're nervous. You can hear them. They, they call their husbands. Like, Today's rule, if a wife calls her husband three times, he doesn't come back to her. She starts thinking, like, God forbid, the worst happened. He's disappeared. He's, you know, like, where's my husband? I, I'm telling you, I, I don't, it's not every day I get these emails or calls. I get these calls. Like they, you know, where where is he? What happened to him? So here, this case is that they didn't have the ability to call anyone, and she she started to cry, and her husband died. Bala, he didn't do anything bad. He didn't mean to hurt her. The fact is, he did, 
And you know who lost the most because her husband died? She did. She's sitting there nervous, and now she's punished that her husband goes ahead uh, and I was there times where a person could be punished for these sort of things. First of all, the men should not never ever cause any pain to their wives. They should try if they you know, listen, it could be some women cry um, very easily, but if they do cry, you should appease her very quickly. Uh country which looked at the woman should ask uh, uh, for uh, mercy on says but between the, the relationship between a husband and wife um, they should only look to praise each other only look to help each other only look to pray for each other, only look to support each other, never look to, uh, to in, in, certainly in a moment of anger, the, the derech of great people is you take a, you, you leave the situation. If you can't say anything nice, what do, they, what do you do? Don't say it. If you're upset, never, in any relationship, never. If you are emotional, always the worst time to communicate. When you're angry, always the worst time. You will say things you regret, they will not come out eloquently. You could really damage relationships. And again, I just want to tell you uh, that, again, the most profound relationship, the most important relationship, Kabbalistically, according to the Torah, is husband and wife. The most uh, of any blood relationship that you can damage is your husband and wife. People get divorced. You know what happens? They never see each other again. They can marry for 30 years and never see each other again. Or they can even end up hating each other. Right, it's not a joke over here. Um, uh, you know, again, the, the default is, is is that marriage is the, the best, but it's a relationship that needs chizuk. And what you say and what you do has a profound uh, effect. Now, um, parents should prepare their children for marriage. Uh, I just was having a conversation yesterday with parents who asked me something about that. I said, well, you better look into this. Your child's dating somebody? You better look at it. Asking me, you got to look into this. You know, do I think it's okay? Well, you know, they wanted to know it was a person halakhali Jewish. I said, I don't know, but you better, anyways, you better find out who your child's marrying. I said, you have to speak to the, get the things, do find out all types of stuff. You're going to marry somebody blind? And, and not only do you have to look into beforehand, a kid needs to be ready for marriage. You know, could you imagine starting a job, doing anything, and not being prepared for it? Any job you have, you got to have job preparation. You got to walk into it. You, know, you need to have some skill set. Now, again, if you have, if you grew up in an amazing home, your best lessons are from your parents. First of all, everyone goes to an amazing home. Kids are different. There's maturity levels. Some people are immature; they're just not ready. Uh, uh, so uh, you're preparing a girl, she should know that it's very important that she's careful about her husband's covered. In-laws. Ooh, it's like a whole lesson. How to deal with in-laws. It's an amazing, you know, if I tell you that... <laughs> oh, I can tell you stories. I'm not joking, by the way. An in-law makes one comment to a daughter-in-law or a son-in-law. They, this comment 
can be there till the till Mashiach comes, and it can damage that relationship till Mashiach comes. These kids are unfree. You know, my mother-in-law told me I don't dress nicely. I never want to go to her house again. That's what I talk. I'm telling you, you know, I can't be there. They're so pushy. What are they pushy? She, they, they they asked me to do whatever. It's like small things, but but for that's the in-laws situation. But for the kids, you gotta teach these kids how to talk to, you know, uh, to to in-laws and how to be respectful and having domains. It's like a new. It's a whole. It's a whole. You know, the jokes are always crass and poor, but there's a reason that these jokes happen, right? There's a, there's a tremendous chachma when you have a son-in-law, or daughter-in-law, or father-in-law, or mother-in-law. How to deal with things? How to how to approach things? And you know you gotta. These kids have to remember. Chamos of Achim v'Achos. You have brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws. Uvali Achayos. V'Chol Krav V'Lochav Hashem. You have to know. Kid has to be prepared to deal with everything. You know, you take a twenty-year-old girl and you're saying, "Okay, get married." You know what that means? It's a whole new set of circumstances. And by the way, he's writing this 150 years ago. Today, today it's much worse. You know why today? Kids are sheltered. They have no responsibility today. Literally, they have no, no concept of money, no concept of real-life challenges. In the old days, you know, my, my father, I was working as a little kid, working on the streets. I'm sure many people whose parents, you know, you started working, Harvey, when did you do your first job? How old are you? Five. Five, right? Did they, were they nice? People pushed you around a little bit in New York. Then they, they bump you up. What? Yeah, yeah, and they and, and they didn't treat you like a five year old. They treat you like if you got a job. My father also was seven years old. He was working in the streets in New York. It's really normal, and they pushed you around, and they bloodied you up a little bit, and you know they they, they taught you how to be a New Yorker. Even they gave you training from a young age, right? I'm not saying it's an ideal world, but you know what? Today a kid gets married, twenty five year old. He thinks he's Melech Ha'olam, thinks he's king of the world. And the girl thinks prima donna. You know, what, she's an accomplished young lady. What do you accomplish? She did nothing in her life. She's been supported. She had everything taken care of her. And then you, get, you go out to the world, and you know what happens today? They get pushed around. They, they, don't, know, they don't know how to heal. I'm, I'm telling you, they, a little, they kind of, they're, they're so soft. And life and marriage and dealing with all kinds of new circumstances, there's lots of challenges. And so a parent has to prepare a kid. A kid. Uh, uh, and you should know this is important when you're married the more you honor your in-laws brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws certainly father-in-law and mother-in-law the more you honor your spouse period you honor your in-laws you honor your spouse because the whole idea of covet of your in-laws comes from honoring your spouse what, what creates that obligation? your spouse so the more you honor your, your mother-in-law and father-in-law, etc., the more you're honoring uh, your, your spouse, and the more it helps your marriage. And you'll find honor. It's, all, it's also a mitzvah uh, to do. It's actually part of kibar avim to honor your, your father-in-law and mother-in-law. Um, it's also to be a lover of shalom. You know, if you, if you have fights with your brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws, you know what it does? Do you know what any family feud does? What do you think it does to a husband if his wife hates his parents or, or, or brother-in-law and sister or vice versa? What do you think it does to the wife if the son-in-law doesn't want to go to the parent-in-laws or doesn't like the people, only talks bad about them? You know what it does to the marriage? You know what it does to the people? You know how much pain that is to them? Do you know how damaging those things could be in family relationships? Um, 
You talk about Ayyav Shalom and Shalom? Being a peace-loving person, you know where the greatest idea of peace is? In the home. Any home. The greatest litmus test, the Chaim Bital said, that Arizal says, that the greatest test of Shalom is in your house. How you treat your parents, how you treat your spouse, how you treat your family. They're fa- they're, they're, sometimes you go to these weddings, and you see like the tension that's between these families. Like, between brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws, like, they get to the picture, and it's like, oh my goodness, like, like there's all squabbling. I'm, I, you know, I married people off, so I get to see the back scene. I'm in the back scenes, you know, you get to see the, while well, they're taking pictures. Not when they all go down the aisle. I, down the aisle, everyone's in their best behavior. It's like, oh, they, 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 the, the screen is on, the camera's on, all smiles. 15 minutes ago, they're telling, you moron, you messed up this wedding. Like, like you, 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 you it's, this is not, for 30 years, I can't count on you. Every time you come late to these affairs, you know, why did you talk to mom that way? Like, like you can't, then they walk down the aisle, dun, 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 all the relatives, all smiles, I'm telling you, behind the scenes, it's like, you can't imagine the chaos. Uh, this is what this is from a bystander. Imagine no, there's no rabbi there. I mean, like you know, like, imagine no one's around. You can only imagine. It's like, like we have pitchforks. You know, uh, it's not. It's serious stuff. It, you know what that does? You know, greatest shalom to be right of shalom is family. Family is. It's not always. It's, it's higher peak. Like one of my kids. When I said this, one of my kids was like going crazy yesterday. I said to the person, "Would you do this ever public?" No, but it's up. You're my mom. You're my dad. This is my house. Like, there's a comfort zone with family. People think they can do things which they would do with nobody else. They'd be embarrassed. They'd be humiliated. They would be uncomfortable talking to anyone else in the world, but their, their sister, brother-in-law, like you know, or whatever, or their parents, mother-in-law, father-in-law. God forbid, all these things. Greatest life shaman is my family, uh, and therefore these kids have to be ready to get married. Yeah, tell them the rules of life. And you know what? If, 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 if even your kids are married for a long time, if you're an in, you're a parent and your kids are having time problem with their in-laws, you gotta tell them. You got shape shape. You shape up. You make it better uh, because you know it doesn't just affect the, the kibbutz. It affects the marriage itself. Uh, 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 a person who doesn't look for shalom, but even so, uh, you tell your wife. Be friendly, be respectful, but you're, if you have a brother, your wife, a brother, a brother-in-law, and, and, and your brother and your wife should not be buddies, right? It shouldn't be. There's still, there's still relationships of, 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 of tznius over here. Uh, she still, certainly all laws of tznius. So it's a, it's a balance. You have to have a woman being respectful and kind and careful, but still all, keeping all the laws of tznius. What should never happen is a breach of Jewish law. I don't care what it is. A father-in-law doesn't kiss his daughter-in-law. Brother-in-laws do not kiss their sister-in-laws. This, like, your, your relationship, all of a sudden, like, you go to certain cultures, it's like their they're, they're brother-in-laws and sisters, parents-in-laws, you know, uh, it's like, oh, oh, you know, hugging and kissing. They come to these weddings, they come to these family affairs. All of a sudden, they wouldn't kiss anyone, but the brother-in-law, you gotta kiss your brother-in-law, you gotta kiss, you know, I'm not say which culture. You don't know which cultures I'm talking about. It's like all of a sudden, it's like, like, I get these people coming to yeshivas. They tell me, "Well, you know, this is my so-and-so relative, and I've always kissed her." I said, "So when you, and you, you always eat a non-kosher, but now you want to also, well, what do you want from me? Like, you know, this doesn't change anything. Well, it doesn't change anything. Don't, don't. There's still halacha. There's still a tayra over here, and don't. So don't say 
I have to honor my brother-in-law's sisters, my aunts, whatever, my 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 father's brother's sister. You know, I have to honor them at th- these things. I don't want to embarrass them. <coughs> Nothing changes halacha. All we're saying is you need to be an ayav shalom v'roidah shalom. Somebody asked me a question last week that they wanted to know could they hug a, an older lady who's not so attractive, but this person was very helpful to them, and they think it would be a kiddush Hashem to hug her. Said so if she'd offer you, you know, uh, something that's a gentile lady, by the way, non-kosher food, would you say it's a kiddush Hashem to eat the food? Because she helped you if they eat tray food? The halacha doesn't change. So the, it says the Peleyites, don't use this as an excuse to justify doing things against halacha. Always, the first, the first uh, mode of attack is halacha. This ends loving your spouse. Next week we'll start loving Torah, loving fear, people who fear God. Loving people who spread Torah and teach Torah.